Happy New Year for January 5th, 2017. This is episode 58 of the PHP Roundtable. Today we chat about Guzzle and the new HTTP client abstraction library called HTTPlug. I'm your host, Sammy K. Powers. It's a brand new year. Happy New Year, by the way. And it is 2017. And this is going to be a huge year for the PHP Roundtable. I've been mulling over a lot of ideas over the past year or so on how to make the PHP Roundtable like much better, like taking it to the next level. And I'm very excited about some announcements that I'll be making in the coming months. One announcement I'll be making probably on the next episode, which is very exciting. But there's this one other announcement, like an epic announcement that is a first ever in the history of PHP podcast announcement. And I'm very excited about it. So it's a, a top secret project that I've been working on. You'll hear about it more. So keep your eyes peeled and your PHP scripts ready to take on a file bigger than two megabytes or something. Uh, but, but just be prepared for this. Uh, lots of teasers coming up and there's going to be a, a really cool announcement coming up. Very excited about it. So what are we talking about today? As web developers, we often find ourselves making lots of HTTP requests. And in fact, the primary way that our web apps interact with third-party services is usually through a web API. Making a simple Git request in PHP is pretty crazy trivial. I mean, you can do it with a line of code, like a single line of code with file git contents as the function. And that's been baked into PHP since version 4.3. But we often need to do a lot more with web APIs than make simple git requests. And the file git contents function is certainly robust enough to act as an HTTP client. And it can do all the things, but it's a little bit of a bear to work with directly. So on March 1st, 2010, no, 2011, March 1st, 2011, Michael Dowling released the Guzzle HTTP client library to the world. Since then, Guzzle has become the de facto HTTP client library for PHP. But recently, a number of open source projects have been switching to a library called HTTPlug, which boasts itself as an HTTP client abstraction. Today, we chat about this new library, and we'll be talking about what purpose it serves, where it's going in the future, and what's in store for the projects that choose to adopt it. So now that we know what we're talking about, that was a big, long intro, but it's a very exciting topic for me, so I, I had to, to go into detail. Let's meet who these lovely people are, and in no particular order, as always. We have Tobias Nyholm. He's the co-creator of HTT Plug and maintainer of Guzzle. Welcome, Tobias. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We also have Woody Gilk, contributor of the PHP League OAuth2 client library, uh, and also a contributor to a number of other PHP open source libraries and works on PSR 15 and 17. Welcome, Woody. Thank you for having me, Sammy. Yes, absolutely. We also have Stephen McGuire coming back, maintains a number of OAuth2 clients, a lot of OAuth2 clients, actually, and um, maintains a, num a number of other open source projects. Welcome, Stephen. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And finally, we have Brian Redder, who was the developer shout out in the, uh, an episode not too long ago, that by total coincidence. Um, but he is a de PHP developer evangelist at Stormpath. Welcome, Brian. Hey, thanks for letting me be here today. Absolutely. Tim Little was already commenting on Twitter when he saw that we were doing this little episode here about HTT plug and guzzle and all that. And he said, nice, I have kind of stubbed support in the Nexmo library, saw enough Guzzle version conflicts in the past to make it worth the effort. So we will be diving into what he's talking about there. But I wanted to ask 
uh, Tobias, um, you are now one of the core Guzzle contributors or maintainers. What is the story about how you got involved in the Guzzle project? I basically slipped in, you can say. It's, uh, <laughs> a couple of months ago, Michael was announced that he wants some help maintaining Guzzle. I think most of you saw that tweet. And we discussed it in the HP Plug team, and we decided that all of us as a team starting to help Guzzle out because Guzzle is, as you said, the de facto HP client. I mean, of course, we shouldn't abandon it. So that, that's why we choose to help. And right, right now, I'm just slowly getting, to, to, uh, getting started to, to maintain this product. The, the, the great maintainer is uh, Mark Chage Kasser. He's, he's doing everything. Every morning I wake up, I see tens of, tens of fished, fixed issues. So that's pretty much how I get into Gossel. And I, I will develop this... I will develop this maintenance product for, um, for for the next couple of months. Very cool. Are you um, working on any future releases of Guzzle, like a Guzzle 7? Because the current release is set a 6 right now. What's the kind of <laughs> projection for, for where Guzzle's going? Yeah, Guzzle has uh, released like three major versions within a year in the past. And that caused a lot of problems in the PHP community and problems that we, we suffer from today. Uh, with, with, with libraries only supporting one version of Guzzle. And we should be really careful before we doing a Gussle 7. And I believe the code is very stable. And I also, we haven't discussed this in, in the, we haven't discussed it in, in team at all, but I believe it should be very, some very strong reasons to make a Gussle 7. Um, I believe that those reasons could be to adapt to more PSRs. There's plenty of more PSRs that's coming up this year, so maybe in 2018, maybe we'll see a new major release. I hope not, but maybe. <laughs> Drew that, because Guzzle 6 right now is fully PSR 7 compatible, right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. That's, that's the reason why updating from 5 to 6, because you want this uh, PSR 7 support. Actually, it's only, only, it's, only, it's only three clients that are PSR compatible, PSR 7 compatible. Oh, really? Of all the fibers, yeah, it's not more. I mean, PSR 7 has an awfully low adoption, but it's massively used. But it's only Gustle and two more. Well, I know we've talked about PSR 7 quite a few times in the past um, on several of the different episodes in the past. So if you're new to this stuff, PSR 7 is a set of HTTP message interfaces. And the TLDR, too long, didn't read version of that, is that it's, a, it's basically a standard that defines how we handle requests and responses over the HTTP protocol and PHP. So that's why we were kind of asking about it here. And that's kind of an important thing to think about when we're talking about um, a library that sends requests and receives responses over the HTTP protocol. Kind of switching gears a little bit, Guzzle has been kind of being used on, on these projects um, for a, quite a while now. And we've had, like we've mentioned, there's these version conflicts when with several major releases that happened over a short period of time. So what's the story behind HTT Plug and what does it offer that Guzzle doesn't? Basically, HTTP Plug is an abstraction over HTTP clients. The story behind it, a long, long time ago, when PSR 7 was in, in the making, and there was a library called Ivory HTTP Adapter, which basically was an adapter for all the major HTTP, HTTP clients at that time. And uh, it put them all on the same interface, and that interface supported PSR 7. And, but PSR 7 was continuously changing, and so was the library. And the when the time the PSR 7 was about to re be released, there the maintainer was fed up on it. So a bunch of guys took over the project and made, made HP plug um, to, 
to continue to have this one interface for all HP clients and making adapters for all the existing clients supporting uh, PSR7. And we had some lot issues with how to make a simple interface, how to make it how to make the HP client only have uh, a send method, but you could still configure request. And um, we ended up with we, we ended up with succeeding with the goal. We only have the interface only have one method and it supports asynchronous and how you configure your request with a uh, plugin stack, which pretty much works the same as Gossel's uh, request handlers. And uh, at that time, I um, I read this book by Matthias Novak, Principle of Package Design, and I was I was amazed by it. And I accidentally found this project, HP Plugs, and I was like, hey, let's read all the issues, let's read all the pull requests. I want to get involved in this because this makes everything so so beautiful. And that's how I got involved with it. And at, a couple of months later, we released a stable release, and I started to send pull requests to tell the world about it because it's. I believe in solid on, on, the, on, the, on the code level. And I believe that the solid principles should also apply in package levels. And since everybody is uh, dependent on Gossel, they everybody got problem with Gossel's changes. And that's why you need this abstraction. So the main goal of the main goal of each plug is not to get rid of Gossel, it's to have an abstraction over Gossel and let the application developers to choose what, uh, what client they want to use. Does that make sense? Does, does it answer Absolutely. It's it's a it's when we think about abstractions in our code, we usually design an interface for it, and then we choose a hard, concrete implementation. Exactly. But this is not at the code level, but at the package level. It's the, the dependency same thing that you pull in at the package level. Cool. That's great. If if you have a project that you're going to be converting over to HT Plug, what's kind of the the way that you would do that? Like, if I wanted to choose any arbitrary HTTP client like Guzzle or maybe Zen's HTTP uh, client, how would I go about that? Implementing that as a concrete implementation along with HTTP plug? The, the way you go depends on how coupled to Gossel you already are. If you've done things properly in the past, you're not very coupled to Gossel. It's only one of the classes coupled to Gossel. And what you do need when implementing HTTP plug is three things. You need uh, a HTTP message. You need the uh, some, some way to create the message and some way to send the message. And that's three interfaces and that's three classes. Uh, one one is a PSR, one is and two other, two others is from us, and um, then it's ba basically used. So if you want to send a request to Google, you just create use the factor to create this request and then take the request and gives it to the client. It's very much it's not more complicated than that. But what you have to do that people find it's difficult is that you have to tell your users that hey download my library and you also need to choose. A, uh, a, a HP client, and you need to choose a PSR implementation, and you need to choose factories. So to use my library, you have to download four packages, and that's uh, that's the that's the biggest the, the the thing people complain about the most is that it's too many packages, but mm, small packages are are a good thing. Yeah, I'd like to kind of talk about more of those particular issues when it comes to dealing with pulling in dependencies and stuff in a little bit um, to get in a little bit more detail and hear from, I know Woody and Steven have some um, ideas about that specifically, but I just kind of from what I've heard, um, how you talked about HTT plug, the target audience that this library is kind of geared toward, is that more towards a library versus just somebody who's just building a web app? So somebody... Uh, who's just building like their own little business or whatever, they might, might not necessarily use HTTP plug, but they would pull in a package that would use it so they could implement any 
HTTP client that they want? Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you're an application developer, you're consuming HTTP plug. And if you're a library d developer, you, um, you should use HTTP plug because you don't want to force any client on your users. So our target audience is solely for library, uh, library authors, library developers, yes. Well, speaking of library authors, we have Brian, who, uh, well, I think everybody here is a li library maintainer in some capacity, but Brian, uh, you are the maintainer of the Stormpath PHP SDK, and I, I'm just curious how you got involved in the, uh, the PHP SDK with Stormpath. Uh, it was a, you know, long, long story short, um, I, I did some code, or um, wrote a Chrome package that I was using user authentication for and found Stormpath a few years ago and we just kind of kept in touch um and ended up being a turned into a full-time job um with them after doing some uh, contract work for them and things like that and maintaining their sdk but you know since it's my full-time job i i managed all the sdk the php sdk the lumen laravel integration our wordpress integration things like that well now stormpath php sdk is one of the projects that has already fully adopted htt plug mm -hmm. Um, can you give us kind of an overview of the SDK's history of dealing with the issues and pull requests that were related to the SDK's HTTP client before yeah. the adoption of HTTP plug? Yeah, so the SDK for the PHP integration was using Guzzle 3. Um, and Guzzle 3, I, I don't remember when it became abandoned, but it, it's been a while. Um, at the time, because we didn't do any other integrations like uh, Loom and Laravel, anything like that, we were able to get away with it without updating our, our Guzzle library because it was working, you know, I, kind of the method of why update it if it's working at this point because nobody's asking for it. Um, but once we started doing the Lumen and Laravel integrations, well, Lumen, Laravel, the Laravel framework is utilizing Guzzle 5. So at that point, we started having a lot of conflicts where we couldn't actually install the Lumen and Laravel integrations through uh, Composer because... Laravel was requiring five, we were requiring three, there's a conflict there, it wouldn't work. So that's kind of the history of our, our stuff there. We, we built internally kind of a wrapper around Guzzle. Um, we're, we're using it, or we were using it pretty solidly um, where it became very difficult to update and maintain that portion of it. Um, so with uh, Tobias's help actually, and uh, a couple others, um, Magnus, uh, I believe it was his name, right? Yeah. Um, Orlander? Yeah, I'm sorry. Is it Magnus Orlander? Yeah. Magnus yeah. Nordlander. Nordlander. Or Nordlander. Yeah. Um, with their help, they actually um, did a lot of work in the SDK as well, since it's an open source project, and we, you know, we accept PRs all the time, um, of switching that out. We had quite a few conversations of, well, do we switch it to, you know, the newest version of Guzzle? Do we stick with that? Do we use uh, HTTP plug. I don't know if, uh, Tobias, you were on the Guzzle team at the time when we were talking about that, but, um, you know, we, we came to the conclusion that, you know, make it as versatile as possible. Use HTTP plug uh, and let the end user decide what they want to use in the back end. Um, and like he was talking about, just use the use the framework around it, the interfaces, um, uh, not, not the interface, but the, the idea around it. Um, to just make it make it versatile. And what has the community response been like to adopting HTTP plug? We've heard uh, no no negative feedback on it. Um, it. It's gone over really smoothly. 
Um, it actually solved a lot of our other issues of, you know, people are actually able to install the Lumen package now with just the Composer require command line, um, where at the time you had to actually go in, modify your Composer file, and do a Composer update. Um, so from that end, it's been it's been great. That's awesome. Can I ask a question here? Of course. With the the your Stormpath SDK, do do you the package um, explicitly set up like all of the adapters that are needed for HTTP plug, or is that is that put on to the actual developers who are consuming the SDK? So right now, what we're doing is we're utilizing. I'm looking at the composer file right now. Um, we're utilizing the uh, PHP HTTP HTTP plug um, package, um, but we also in the uh, in the our composer file require the uh, Guzzle HTTP PSR7 adapter, um, which those two work together. They can go in and then, because of some work a while ago, change out the adapter they want to use. The run-of-the-mill consumer doesn't doesn't have to go in and, and make all those decisions to start up because you've made choices. Right. They we've we've given it a, a default implementation, and then they can go modify it if they want to use something else. Okay. Cool. Thank you. That's that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually curious about that. Um, when, if I were to install the uh, Stormpath PHP SDK, how would I go about actually switching the HTTP client implementation from the default? Whenever you utilize our our uh, library. You have to in instantiate a new client, um, and that's that's not a uh, HTTP client. That's a Stormpath client. Um, in the Stormpath client configuration, you can go in and modify um, just by passing in a different uh, a parameter into the client builder um, of what implementation you want to use. So, is there like a sort of like an HTTP client interface that you would code to, or is there like just default configurations? You just tell it which adapter you want to use, or uh, it, it's which adapter. A lot of the um, the reason we were able to do this so easily, the switch, I believe, um, is the fact that a lot of our HTTP stuff is internal code. We're not actually exposing that stuff directly to the to the end user. Where we have a lot of um, methods that utilize it and those methods are the ones that are exposed to the end user um, you can still get to the default or the the client the http client inside of our sdk but it's not as direct um, like when you're when you get a new application or an application instance you're not making the actual call yourself you're saying get the application with this id and then internally that system generates the call with the http client so if i were to uh, try to instantiate a new Stormpath client. Would I have to use one of the adapters from HTT Plug, or was that? Do you have like your own? It, it would have to be a, a PSR seven compliant. Okay, anything that's PSR seven. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, are there bridges for PSR seven and and other clients that aren't on PSR seven? Tobias, I'm not sure on that since you did a lot of the work with uh, Magnus. To to instantiate a Stormpath client, you send a H you send an HTTP plug client into the constructor, right? And the, and you can use any HTTP plug client. Uh, not, I mean, you can use a client not provided by us. You can provide one yourself. You can create one yourself and use that one if you like. The point is that you, as Stormpath, you don't really care what client it is. Right. Yeah. As as long as it's got the the implementation there. Exactly. That's that's what we care about. So yeah, the code internally, it just we make sure you have to have those methods that we need. So following that implementation, I believe it's the full PSR7 implementation at that point. Yeah. Anything yeah. that follows that, we can use. We don't care what it is. Yeah. Cool, cool. 
There's been uh, a little bit of Twitter activity. Uh, just catching up on that, Kicks said, manually requiring a, li a library is a lot better than nodes ask for it and get a 100 plus dependencies. <laughs> so I guess it's uh, kind of talking about, you know, like when you do like NPM install and you get like 5 billion in, uh, things to download. Um, we'll definitely talk about that a little bit. Um, Kyle Bateman was uh, asking if we had our Twitter notifications turned off, and he's wanting to find out. And so, Kyle, we have not. It is here. <laughs> we can see your tweet. Uh, Bo Simonson, he said he heard Tobias mention Matthias Novak's book as some of his inspiration on PHP Roundtable today. So more more shout-outs for Matthias's book. <laughs> I With one of those tweets, really quick, the... Um we did have a pretty big conversation going on um, one day a few months ago about this whole switch. And my big thing was keeping, and this should go for any library, keep it as simple as possible to install for a user. That's why I I pushed for, you know, when they were doing this work for it, uh, for the PR, give them a default implementation. Don't require them to install anything else, but don't install every possibility for them. Um, so it's, it, it keeps right. that simple mindset, you know, the KISS method, you know, just keep it as simple as possible. So I'm curious. Um, I was just looking at StormPath, uh, SDK, and the dependencies. So it uses, it depends on HTTP plug packages, but it also depends on Google HTTP PSR 7, which is the Google implementation of PSR 7 interfaces. Do you know why that is? Yeah, of course. I mean, if you're going to send a PSR7 message, you have to have a PSR7 implementation. But the StormPath doesn't really care which one, or they, they could choose not to really care which one. But as Brian said, they want to make it, they want to provide a default uh, installation. That's why they actually right. require Guzzle PSR7. So, yeah, the, the Guzzle one is our default, our default mechanism. That's what we're going to use if you don't supply one for us. Yeah, but you could have chosen send. If you like, if you like, mm -hmm. or slim. I mean, it doesn't really matter as long as PSR seven. But if I but if I install Stormpath SDK as a dependency, that means that I'm going to get Google HTTP PSR seven, regardless. Yeah, at this point, yes. But what I was talking about with the when you instantiate a Stormpath client, you can require your own implementation and just pass that new implementation into us, and that's what we'll use instead. So the Guzzle library is still going to be installed, the, the, the PSR7 library, but we're just going to ignore it at that point because you gave us something different. That's also something you do, did because you want to keep the backwards compatibility. Yeah. If you didn't provide that PSR7 implementation by default, you had to bump the major version and you wanted yeah. to avoid it at this point. Yeah, and it, once we talked about that as well, once we decide to do a, a version 2 of this SDK, we're probably going to rewrite a lot of how that is so it's... It, wouldn't be required that way and something else. Um, not really sure because that's not on the roadmap at this point. So requiring that dependency is more of like an upgrade path for you. Right. It's, uh, a transition, right? Right. Gotcha. Well, Woody, I actually wanted to ask you, um, since you are the maintainer of PHP League's OAuth2 client library, or one of the maintainers, um, there was a pull request, number 538, uh, which would uh, basically replace the current implementation of Guzzle 6 with HTT plug. Um, and the decision was ultimately made not to adopt HTT plug at the time, but um, I wanted to see what some of your reasons were uh, about not actually adopting HTT plug right now. Right. So I've been aware of HTTP plug since it was um, called Ivory. And so 
I have a fair amount of history and in understanding it and looking through it. Uh, I think that maybe the maintainers of HTTP plug would say that I don't fully understand it because thus far I've kind of refused to implement it in any of the projects that I contribute um, to or maintain. And my reason basically for that boils down to the idea that I think, um, as we said in the introduction, Guzzle is the de facto standard. And now that we have PSR 7, um, which Guzzle 6 conforms to, I feel like HTTP plug is doesn't really have a long-term viability because um, as we move towards adoption of PSR 7 and packages that we're depending on older things, frameworks and libraries that we're depending on Guzzle 5, Guzzle 3, Guzzle anything that isn't Guzzle 6 and beyond, um, have this problem where they have to upgrade and move towards something that is PSR 7 compatible. Um, but I think that transition period is, is just growing pains as the overall PHP ecosystem adopts PSR 7 and PSR 7 compatible packages, I don't necessarily see a long-term future for HTTP plug as an independent package that shifts the, the responsibility for choosing an adapter to the end user or the end user developer, I guess. Um, and so, I, you know, my preference, I think some of what HTTP plug has done is fantastic. For instance, the message factory um, and in a, in a lot of ways, I see how that functionality will tie into PSR 17, which is a PSR for, um, for message. Uh, it's a PSR 7 message factory. And so in many ways, like that particular aspect of it um, as a message factory, I think that part of HTTP plug is fantastic. I just don't see the client switching as being super viable in the in the future. Once PSR seven adoption goes up, what's the purpose of HTTP plug? I don't, and I to to this to date, I haven't been able to see that future. I'm curious what your thoughts are on the idea of just abstraction libraries in general, maybe not just with specifically HTTP plug, but if there were more libraries out there that aim to just offer abstractions and then you um, add your own concrete library, what are your thoughts on that, Woody? I think in many ways we have that with the PSR interfaces. I think the, I think good abstractions are interfaces and questionable abstractions are actual implementation of code that require you to do some sort of discovery and shift the necessity of dependency resolution in some ways to, to the end user. Um, you know, I, I value the, that when you install OAuth 2, um, any OAuth league OAuth 2 client, you are getting a fully functional client that will work out of the box without having to install any other dependencies other than, say, OAuth 2 Google. But it doesn't work out of the box. I'm running Guzzle 5 in my application. I can't install any uh, league OAuth 2 uh, libraries because it doesn't work. Right. I mean, uh, I've run into that situation, and we upgraded the code that was 
dependent on Guzzle 5 stuff so that we wouldn't have that because we realized that Guzzle 6, we were going to need PSR 7 support, and so we fixed our code so that we wouldn't be depending on legacy packages. It, I, I would I would echo that that sort of sentiment here is that um, you know I, the the thing that's sort of glaringly obvious to me is that there was a weird hiccup that happened in Guzzle's history where a an upgrade was not handled properly and in fact there were significant changes between versions so there was no seamless way to get to get from like three to four to five to to six now and if your application is if your application is dependent on Guzzle five. Uh, and you would actually like to take advantage of some of the, the newer standards, and then I think the onus is on you to upgrade and remove your dependency on five to use six so so that you can be part of that ecosystem instead of trying to backfill and 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 say oh well i'm I'm currently using guzzle five that sounds like a lot of work, so i'm going to do a lot of work to implement. Uh, something to help ignore that problem, you know, because if you stick with Guzzle 5 forever, you're not really maintaining that project and letting that project grow and, and, and moving it along on its own timeline. You're just kind of yak shaving, always solving a problem that's not really the problem to be solved. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Sorry for, I meant that my application has a dependency that depends on Guzzle 5, so I can't really change it. I can't really do anything about it. So I have to get rid of that dependency. Yeah, can you find another dependency that uses a, a, a modern version? Or submit a pull request to fix that? Yeah, and, that's, and, 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 and this discussion has been around in PHP for a while, and it, it boils down to Gustle didn't do anything wrong to bumping version that much. What we all did wrong was we were depending on an implementation, not an abstraction. That's, I think that's the, probably the strongest argument that I've heard for HTTP plug. In fact, kick. Uh, chimed back in on Twitter and said, "By the way, I did an API client um, and switched to Guzzle or from Guzzle to HTT plug, and it was quite painlessly done and um, was a good choice uh, for the default. Um, I guess uh, the default was Guzzle as the implementation, but so I mean, I've definitely heard both sides where it's a lot of people are are really happy and, about um, switching and and def, uh, kind of relying on the abstraction library versus a concrete implementation, and I definitely." see that there's like i'm there, actually the whole reason of having this um php roundtable is pretty selfish because uh to, tobias or tobias uh, sent a, a pull request to the uh, the, uh, the facebook php sdk um to actually switch that one out because that was one of the uh, the wish list things for the next major version um was to switch from guzzle uh to ht plug um that was kind of spurred on by um yasin from 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 france he's the other uh project maintainer uh for the the Facebook PHP SDK. Uh, and I, I, I kind of want to, like, we were kind of going back and forth on GitHub, which is a great place to have these conversations. But I, I was like, man, we should just get a bunch of people in, in, a, in a hangout and just talk about this because I, I'm really torn on, like, which way to go here. Um, so I just wanted to kind of get, like, all the, the thoughts together. And, in fact, uh, I was at a user group um, here in Chicago with Steven, and I was telling him about this pull request. I'm like, yeah, we're, like, looking at upgrading HT plug. And he was um, mentioning something about the dependencies, right? Is that – I think that was the thing you said, like, what about the number of dependencies. We kind of mentioned this before, but what is, what is the big kind of drawback? On, on pulling in that many dependencies. Yeah, I, I, f I feel like at, at the time I was I, I had recently just been in, been sucked into the conversation that I think Woody was having in that that OAuth two client uh, pull request that was ultimately closed, um, and there were a couple sort of salient points that that resonated with me. And 
And one of them, which I think is probably the, the most important one for me, is, um, is what is the experience like for developers um, using packages and consuming and implementing packages, right? And, be, and it seemed like every time um, there was a comment, and I think Tobias was probably authoring most of them, um, every time there was a comment around that, there was always an example of, um, well, this is how easy it is to do it. And it involved like three or four steps and a couple new lines to your composer file. Um, and so, you know, I, I didn't, I don't necessarily put myself in the camp of like fighting the, the, the battle of is it technically sound or not. It just seemed like when you say it's a simple process, but it requires explanation from somebody who wrote the package, it's probably not a simple process. Um, and it, there was, it was the developer sort of experience that kind of rubbed me the wrong way that, that kind of got me in, on board with this, this discussion. And, and that's, that's, a very, that's a very fair argument. It's it's too too the the process of installing my library is too complicated with HVPUX. That's a fair argument. Uh, I am a strong believer that we should educate our users and help them to become better programmers. Or you can choose to take the path Brian did to make it easy to install by requiring some default ones. But yeah, that that's that's a valid argument. It really is. I want to go back to the idea that you know we should use HTTP plug to solve the, the problem of having an abstraction that we're coding to. And I would say my response to that would be that PSR7 is that abstraction. It defines the interfaces for requests and responses. And so in and of itself, I, that, that, that alone is what makes me question the necessity of having HTTP plug because we already have known interfaces just it's the sending of those requests back. It's, it's the actual sending of the request that's, that's in question. Would I be correct in saying that, Tobias? Yeah, HTTPlug is only about sending uh, the PSR7 requests. Right. Uh, so, so I think that, you know, maybe that's, and, and again, this like kind of goes back to the factory thing, you know, like that was yeah. a real example of something that was needed. And so if there's a need, and if that need is having an abstraction for sending a request, why not take that to FIG and why not make a PSR out of that rather than pushing it forward as like a concrete package that is supposed to do these things as opposed to interfaces for that implementation? That's also an excellent question. Uh, the reason being, we wanted to do something now. We wanted to do something quick. So we sat down for six months and did HP plug. Right now, as you're aware of, I'm writing a, um, a PSR based on HP plug. I'm writing a PSR for HP client. And uh, that, will, that will be the successor HP plug. Of course, will be backwards compatible uh, with HP plug. So the PSR is on the way. It's just because we want this abstraction now. That's why we create HP plug. Bo Simonson chimed in on Twitter again and said that I saw HTTP plug as a great real-world example of people using, seeing a need for factories and solving it. So I, it all kind of ties into what we're talking about right here. Um, Woody, you said you're working on PSR 17, which is basically factories for creating PSR 7 requests, right? All PSR 7 interface. All PSR 7 everything. Yep. Okay, cool. And Tobias, you were saying that HTTP plug is essentially the now implementation of PSR 7 factory, like a PSR 7 factory? The organization of HTTP plug has factories as well. 
And I, I know that Woody is trying to your best to make them backwards compatible with your PSR factories. And so we, we have factories and we have the, the client for, yeah, for sending uh, PSR 7 messages. Right, so I, on the factory aspect, there there is a working implementation of those interfaces and also a number of packages which Tobias and I, as well as a couple of other people, um, have been working on that implement uh, factories for Guzzle and for Zend um, as actual, so you can depend upon the HTTP factory um, package, which will bring in the interfaces, and then there are the actual implementations that will generate um, Guzzle or Zen um, objects based on those on those interfaces. Um, so that's out there, and, and I expect that that will be going to review very soon. Um, and it's been super awesome to work with Tobias on that. He's done a ton of work on it and had some really valuable feedback there. So that has been fantastic. Um, I would just, you know, I'm very much looking forward to the HTTP client PSR and then kind of see where the future of HTTP plug goes from there. Yeah, and um, like, like I said, HTTP plug will be a PSR. Uh, it will be actually two PSRs, one for synchronous clients and one for async clients. Um, so it's basically, here, we're giving the abstraction right now. And we're doing PSR simultaneously. Sorry, Stephen. That's that's okay. <laughs> um, so I, my my kind of curiosity here is, and I, I think you know, no, no one's, you know, my resume doesn't include like Lord of the Internet or all things PHP. Um, yeah, it does. I've seen it. So, and I I can't I can't tell everybody what what to go do, you know, but if somebody did, it seems to me that this problem is transient, right? I think Woody made that point in this, in this call right now is that the problem is kind of transient. The solution is probably not actually long for this world because of uh, some coming um, changes and standards that come from the, the group that we all sort of understand as being the best source of standards right now, right? Whenever the HTTP client standard comes out, won't this problem show up again as a transient problem wherein you have people who have simply not upgraded from Guzzle 6 or some version of HTT plug that has that doesn't have enough or sufficient uh, compatibility with the new the new PSR that's supposed to establish the HTTP clients. Like, won't this problem continue to happen and you know, my follow-up question is, do you think the energy is, is better spent trying to help the entire PHP community learn how to upgrade in a timely manner and learn how to embrace standards and, and, and move on their own instead of constantly needing to build, um, build layers of abstraction and, and, and packages to help other packages move along? I agree. There shouldn't be a need for HTTP plug. Other packages should adapt to standards themselves, but until that time, there is a need for HP plug and all our adapters. Uh, I know that the, all the members of Gossel are willing to do the HP, HP uh, client PSR. They're willing to implement it if there's not big backwards compatibility, of course. So that's when, when you're creating PSRs, you have to make sure, look at the big players and then make sure that it's compatible or the big players are willing to adapt your PSR. Um, but yes, it would, uh, the world would be, would be better without adapters. But it's easy to create an adapter than trying to force something on other people. 
So my, I guess you know the, the first part of my question was like, okay, at this rate, the way that Guzzle gets upgraded, it'll probably be like Guzzle 12 has like an <laughs> implementation for the HTTP client. And let's say that's out there now and, it, and there's a PSR that supports it, but um, we're having this call in the future and you're like, all right, well, I've got people who are using Guzzle 9 and it doesn't have support for the new HTTP client and the new, the new Guzzle does, but they can't upgrade from 9 to 12 like they should. Um, so we had to build this other layer of abstraction to help them move along, you know? Yeah, yeah and isn't that the role of the PHP fig? The big, the big organization everybody trusts. Yeah, the fig is the fig is doing a nice job of setting standards. My, my, and I, I think a, there's a comment. Sorry, Woody, I'm just like your fan right now. Um, earlier, you know, he started to say, well, instead of building these packages and constantly selling these abstractions, why not spend the energy going and targeting the packages that are not implementing the latest versions of, of Guzzle or not embracing standards and submit pull requests on those packages themselves to help the entire community get out of this rut of ignoring um, uh, upgrade paths or, or, or fighting that challenge, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. And I, I think you should do both. I think you both should create adapters for for slow adopters, and you should also push them to to make sure to make sure something happens. Because I've been, I mean, if you make a major pull request, a major library, it takes a good while. Six months is a short time if they get merged in six months. I mean, we've been talking about the uh, pull request on Facebook I made earlier. I made a pull request uh, maybe six months ago. I removed two thousand lines of code and added a hundred. That's a major pull request. But it, it will take a long time for it to get merged. It will take a lot of time because it's a lot of decisions to, to be making. So that's why you maybe need an adapter to make things happen more quickly in the general case. You removed 1,800 lines of code specifically. There's a lot. There's a lot of remove. I love CNPRs where yeah. there's, there's that much removal of code. <laughs> But at the same at the same rate, um, you know, doing like I had mentioned in, in GitHub that upgrading to Guzzle um, would have effectively removed just as many lines of code um, without depending on um, on more dependencies. Now, I am curious. Everyone's thought this is kind of to everybody. Um, right now, it seems like there is either a push towards um, pushing towards an abstraction library or getting everybody upgraded to Guzzle six, which has full PSR seven support. Now, when PSR six uh, seventeen comes out, offering factories, Guzzle six is not going to be compatible with PSR seventeen, and then suddenly we're going to have to push to upgrade to the next version of Guzzle, which supports both PSR seven and PSR seventeen. No. Thoughts? Woody's already shaking his head. <laughs> no, <laughs> PSR seventeen doesn't conflict with PSR seven or anything like that. There will be. There will probably be a new package called uh, Guzzle HTTP Factory or something like that that will depend upon PSR 17 and then and also Guzzle 6, and then will make will allow you to use the the factory interfaces to generate Guzzle objects. But it won't it won't cause a major version bump. Um, it's completely additive functionality, not conflicting functionality. Yeah, and I also believe that, that the, the factories will be a part of Gossel PSR 7. So we just add the factories there to, to help people support it. So you could actually bump that in a minor update, right, instead of a major yeah. update? Yeah, and, cool. and, and so with support for HP Plug, I can bump that in a minor as well. It's just the, awesome. the Gossel don't, don't want to add it until it's a PSR. That's, that's the thing. Because PSR are the, 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 they are the, the, the truth of everything. Right, and the interfaces have been in, in flux um, 
I mean, I think it was we're like month eight or nine since the PSR was first proposed. Um, and so they've been in flux up until now. And I would say there hasn't been, there's been very, very little activity for the last two months. So I think they'll be headed to review very soon. Yeah. Just waiting for three, FIG 3.0. Yes. We're actually going to be having an episode about FIG 3.0 very soon awesome. with all the figgies. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of need to start wrapping this up because we're getting close to that hour mark, but I kind of want to leave uh, or kind of end this on kind of like a final thought of thinking about HTTP plug filling a, a specific niche of packages who are struggling like with Stormpath, like, who had these specific conflicts that they were trying to address for their users and making it as easy for their users to install the SDK without conflicting with, with their current stuff. And it sounds like uh, HTTP plug is their, the, the silver bullet for solving those types of issues. And specifically with the, the Facebook PHP SDK right now, you can specify your own HTTP client by um, coding to the, uh, the built-in HTTP client interface. So you could install whatever HTTP um, client you want. It does require a little bit of um, coding on your end to kind of make it work. Um, there's a couple built-in adapters, but I'm just curious what's kind of final thoughts on how do you know how do you make, and this is really selfish because I'm trying to figure this out myself. How do you make that final decision of analyzing your own project and saying, is this a good fit for HTTP plug versus um, just going for the Guzzle 6 implementation? I'm already unmuted, so I'm happy to, to go there. For, <laughs> for me, again, the, the most important value that, that kind of sits in my head is what is the experience going to be like for somebody implementing this, this package and trying to get value out of it? And, you know, I... I if the problem is truly so gnarly that to solve and this and HTT plug solves that for me and it's it's needed it's like a necessary evil I will go for it um, but right now the 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 actual uh, path for implementation and getting users set up and running is is still a little high for my taste for my flavor so um, I would rather do a little bit of work to make the package um, have still a very light footprint for implementation on the developer side, the developer experience, um, to to avoid that that extra weight uh, for the sake of easing my own pain. Because the whole point of me building a package is I'm going to do this work once, and I'm going to try to do it really well, and I'm going to get some feedback from people so that it doesn't have to be solved later. Um, it's not for me to skip steps and for me to say, oh, well, yeah, I can include these two or three extra packages and these extra lines of documentation about readme file simply because I didn't want to implement something that we've kind of talked about as being relatively trivial at this point. So I'm a developer experience guy. I, you know, that's the that's the the bulk of my answer. Yeah, and, and my my answer to your question, Sam, is is pretty biased. So. <laughs> You should, you <laughs> well, should, I'd love to hear it. Love to hear you it. should always use HTTP plug. You should yeah. never depend on Gossel. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess my answer would be closer to, to Stevens, although I would say right now, until HTTP plug is based on a PSR standard, I'm probably going to continue to use Guzzle. And I would, I'll reevaluate once there's a PSR standard for HTTP clients. You know, and we're kind of in the middle ground, I guess. Um, you know, we want that developer experience of making it as easy as possible for them to use stuff. And that's why we use both H the the plug and require the, the Guzzle library because we have a default implementation, but we want them to be able to choose. Do they want to use Guzzle or do they have some other package? Do they have their own package they want to use? Do they not need 
the the amount of code that Guzzle introduces into their stuff, they're only doing, you know, certain things with it, or do they need more from what Guzzle proposes? Then, you know, let them decide what they want. But if they don't want to decide, give them a default. Well, it's this is uh, one of those problems that I think will continue to recur in the PHP community, and I really appreciate all of your efforts for what you've been putting in to help solve this issue for both now and in the future, because you all have um, contributed to this um, this this ecosystem that is trying to solve all these really t- ridiculously complicated problems that we have to solve all the time as programmers. So I want to personally thank every one of you for for all of the hard work that you've been putting in um, to this community. And I usually would transition that into uh, the developer shout out, <laughs> which uh, recognizes developers for doing awesome stuff in the community and giving them a $50 Amazon gift card and sending them a handwritten thank you note. In fact, I finally got the, the developer shout out for Brian, um, who received it, uh, I think, back in um, September uh, in an episode. And uh, it's, I was like four developer shout outs behind. So I got them, um, most of them in the mail. Um, I'm still trying to reach out to some others I can't get in contact with. But we don't have a sponsor for that. This episode, I've been talking with a sponsor who will um, likely be officially sponsoring this uh, the developer shout out in the next episode uh, and for the next uh, six episodes. So that'll be really cool to, to get a new sponsor to, to start developing, uh, to start supporting the developer shout out again. And if you would like to support the PHP Roundtable, you can go to github.com slash PHP Roundtable, and there's this repo there called show-notes, and it is where all the show notes for the episodes go. And long-time show notes contributor Chris Shaw has contributed episode 57, All Things Zend. That was the episode we just did in the previous episode. And um, all the show notes are up there. Thank you so much, Chris, for contributing so many of the show notes for the PHP Roundtable a uh, quick announcement, I will be t- speaking at Midwest PHP uh, March 17th through the 18th. It's a great uh, PHP conference. I hope to see you there. Um, if you would like to hear about how awesome Midwest PHP is, listen to episode 14, which was two years ago where we were, at, we were doing a, a live recording at Midwest PHP. It's called a Midwest, Midwest PHP special, and we officially announced... And this is history here. We announced the voting phase for the RFC to add random bytes and random int to to PHP 7. So you, not only do you get to hear how cool it is to hang out with cool people at Midwest PHP, but you also get to um, see, like, history is made at these things. You should come. So I'll be speaking about um, bringing old legacy applications to PHP 7 and beyond. And I'll also be giving a, uh, my talk, my journey to the center of PHP. So looking forward to seeing you there. I'll wrap this up with some shameless promotion. Since I did my shameless promotion already, <laughs> why don't we? Uh, Woody, do you want to? Um, do you have anything that you would like to shamelessly promote? I too will be speaking at Midwest PHP. Um, I will mm-hmm. be talking about the transition, if or the idea of transitioning from MVC to ADR, um, refining our web applications. And so, looking forward to seeing people there and seeing a bunch of awesome talks. Excellent. What about you, Tobias? Do you have anything you'd like to promote? Uh, sure. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I created this service, Subtree Split, as a service, which will ease you all maintenance problems. Uh, that's a, no, sh- Check it out if you have a monolithic uh, approach. Cool. What about you, Steven? You got anything you want to promote? Nothing selfish. Uh, I, I guess I, I always try to use a, a platform to... Um, to remind folks that it's a new year and a new semester and, and schools are largely underfunded. So um, I typically spend a lot of time uh, looking at donorschoose.org to donate a little bit of, um, a little bit of funds to classrooms. Um, so I would, 
I would use my shameless plug time to steer people in that direction as uh, it appears to be a hopefully transient problem um, that is being solved by a layer of abstraction and funding in our education is getting people to donate money to classrooms directly. So um, I would check out donorschoose.org and find something that you want to help with. Excellent. What about you, Brian? You got anything you want to promote? Yeah, two, if that's all right, really quick. Absolutely. One, of course, StormPath. Got to check it out if you're doing user authentication stuff. Go check it out. Um, make it really simple for you. Um, and the second, meetups. I, I don't know how often you talk about them, but, you know, this talk, it's a talk that a lot of people have, a lot of discussion around it. Go to a meetup. Go to a PHP meetup, a WordPress meetup, just a developer meetup. Go get involved and discuss it and spill your, your opinions on it. That's such a great, great thing. Actually, Stephen, I'm going to put you on the spot. Are you going to the, the Chicago PHP user group meetup on Monday? I am not, unfortunately. I will be, I will be in Portland on, on business. So yeah. I, it's, it's, it's not for a lack of interest. It's a, it's a legitimate <laughs> no. conflict, as they say. You, you, you're at most of them, so I'll, I'll, I'll let this one slide. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'd like to thank Brian, Stephen, Tobias and Woody for joining us in this discussion. Um, we will be doing some more fun discussions coming up very soon. Uh, PHP 7.1, I think, is going to be the next episode. We're going to be talking about dependency injection in another one. And the PHP fig 3.0, all the things that were remodeled for the fig should be a very interesting one. And we will see you folks in the next episode. Later. Great discussion, guys. I really enjoyed it. PHP Roundtable is recorded live using Google Hangouts on Air. If you'd like to get more information about the live broadcasts, visit phproundtable.com. While you're on the site, join the mailing list to get notified about the next live episode. And hey, maybe even join the conversation at the roundtable. We'd love to hear what you have to say. The theme music is provided by Bensound at bensound.com. The PHP Roundtable logo was designed by Clint McManaman, and you can find him at mcmanaman.co. That's M-C-M-A-N-A-M-A-N dot C-O. Thanks for listening. I'm Sammy K. Powers, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode.